Hey everybody, it's Ellie here, and welcome to the fifth episode of my podcast, When I Grow Up. I am currently reporting live to you from Los Angeles, California. Yes, your girl's on a business trip. You know, it's all sunny and stuff, and why don't I live in California? I don't understand. I, why Why do I torture myself in New York? I don't understand. Anyways, um, today we have a very special episode because I wanted to answer some of your questions out there. I'm constantly getting questions about advice, about career, about all these things, so I decided why not make a special episode answering those questions. All right. Yes. So that's what we're doing today. So welcome to this special episode of When I Grow Up. Hope you enjoy. So for those of you guys who have been following my podcast and listening to every episode and subscribing and rating and reviewing, I just want to say I love you so much. If I knew you, I would hug you. If you're not a hugger, then I would shake your hand. And if you don't like germs, then I would give you a pound. Um, Thank you so much for supporting my podcast and for all the amazing messages that I get from it. Listen. I am doing this whole podcast on my own, okay? I don't have a booker. I don't have an editor. I don't have anybody. I'm really doing this on my own. And when I started this whole podcast journey, I told myself this is going to be an ever-changing show. I'm going to keep, you know, spicing it up finding my groove and all this stuff. So I've heard a lot of, you know, uh, critiques and also a lot of praises on the podcast. So I'm taking all of those and I'm going to keep, keep, you know, just, just chipping it away, chipping it away until it becomes something that I'm super, super proud of. And uh, it's getting there. So thank you guys for, you know, just supporting me and supporting this podcast. It means so much. Okay. So that's what we're doing today. So welcome to this special episode of When I Grow Up. Hope you enjoy. So this is a hard one and an interesting one, and I feel like a lot of people will... Uh, want this kind of question to be answered but basically this person wrote how do you find interest and hone in and focus on one thing when you have loads of you know interest in many other things okay so you know I've always known since I was little that I wanted to be in in the entertainment industry so for me I've always since I was young been like that's where I'm going that's where I'm heading and that's that but you know in my life I meet many people friends of mine even like my sister like you know who don't know what they want to do sure they have interest in a lot of things but you don't know what to do so this is what I say when you sit back and you really look at your life you got to look at the things that give you like pure happiness like pure joy Back in the day when I, you know, had to make money and I was auditioning all the time for like hosting gigs and acting gigs, I knew that I couldn't work in a restaurant because I suck. <laughs> you know, I would suck in a restaurant and I but I knew that I loved animals and I loved dogs and so I became a dog walker if you listen to the first episode of my podcast. <laughs> I always knew that I wanted to be a dog walker because I loved dogs, you know, so I think it's really important for you guys to sit back and be like, okay, what really gives me happiness? What really gives me joy? And then write a list of like the things that make you happy. And it could be anything. Just say, I love eating food or like I love going to the park on Saturdays. And then look at that list and really decide what you can do as a career, realistically as a career, and then start really looking into that that one thing that gives you interest. I also had a friend who was very, very lost in the game and she was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where my career is going. I don't know how to function. And she took a Myers-Briggs test online and it basically showed her all the things about her that work for 
a certain type of industry. And she realized her whole thing was like speaking with people, helping with people. So she became a social worker. So I think like things like that will help you find what you are interested in. Okay. If you love music, maybe you can be a writer. If you suck at writing, then maybe you can work, you know, in A&R. There's so many things to look into and there's so many jobs that you don't even know that you can do. You just got to figure out what you love okay because you want to do a career on something that you love man don't waste your time doing all this bs and something that you don't love okay all right here's a question that's interesting it says what are good skills to learn if you want to be an interviewer uh there are many different types of interviewers right there's like uh, gail king there's like oprah there's like robin roberts first you need to decide what kind of interviewer you want to be right i always knew that i wanted to interview people in the entertainment industry actors comedians musicians uh anyone in in the arts is what i wanted to do right but if you are trying to be an interviewer for news, for hard news, for um, human stories, like whatever it may be, you need to watch all those people that do those kinds of interviews, okay? If you want to be an interviewer and interview people in the music industry or in the entertainment industry, watch all those people that do it. You know, you got Mario Lopez that's on Extra. You know, you got all these people on Access Hollywood, on E!, like Juliana Rancic. Like, watch all those people and really see what makes them good and what makes them stand out and why they have the jobs and positions they have in. And when you start watching them and you start seeing what works about them, you can apply it back into your life and be like, oh yeah, yeah, you know what? I have this and that'll make me a good interviewer. I took years of watching people. I took, you know, the time to study great interviewers. So do that for any for anything you want to do. You want to be a football player? Watch the greats. You, you, you want to be uh, uh, J-Lo? Okay, watch all her performances. Read all her articles. See how she made it to where she wanted to be. Man, that was some good advice, right? Okay, next question. Here's a good question. How do you handle disappointment and fear of failure? I'm in an industry where it's constant rejection, it's constant disappointments, it's constant uh, no's, it's constant fear all the time, right? And uh, the faster you get used to rejection and disappointment, the faster you will uh, get over all of that stuff. Because I think in the beginning, for anybody who enters the entertainment industry, it's probably like a shock because you're getting so many no's. You're getting so many people who don't care about you, who don't believe in you, you know, and I think that you have to learn how to deal with it. Because if you never learn how to deal with disappointment and failure and rejections, then you'll never make it. And I, I guess you can say that for any industry. You know, it's the survival of the fittest. Only the strong will survive. And the question is, are you going to be a weakling? Are you going to be someone that's going to not only survive, but thrive? All right. When I started this industry, I was a weakling. Really, I was super sensitive. I was super timid. I was super shy and I would let anybody that any anything that anybody said that was negative really affected me and I used to cry about it and then you get to the point where you're like okay I'm used to it it's time to just look forward and march on and that's how I've done it that's how many of my friends in the industry have done it you just got to get used to it honestly you got to bulk up you got to get skin that will never break that's really what it is and you can really say that about any industry so guys it's time you got to get some hard thick skin 
This is from a girl named Salki from Sri Lanka. She says, what advice would you give to anyone who has stage fright or someone who has fear of speaking in front of a large group of people? Um, I used to be like that. Are you surprised? I know. But when I was younger, I would be petrified in class of being picked on. I would be petrified of doing any kind of, you know, presentation in front of people. I was just always scared and I had insane stage fright. And I think you get to a point where you're like, I really got to a point where I was like, I am tired of freaking out every single time I get chosen or like every single time I need to do something where I'm speaking in front of people. I was just over it. You know, speaking in front of a large group of people and stage fright is a very, very real, real, real thing. And I completely empathize with anybody who freaks out before it. The first thing I would say is talk to your doctor and take something called a beta blocker. A beta blocker is a, just this little pill, okay? And you take it 30 minutes or an hour before you go on stage or you speak in front of people and it just calms your nerves down it just makes you not have all those like physical reactions of being nervous so definitely look into that and talk to your doctor about that secondly you know what I my advice to people who come up to me like I had this girl who was a makeup artist of mine and she was like I need to get over my fear of speaking in front of a large group of people what do I do and I t I told her you need to take an acting class uh and it needs to be a certain acting class it needs to be a class where you can really be free uh emotionally but also creatively and physically and all that stuff when I when I was started acting classes I had already started hosting you know but acting classes and like what I did in class and all the assignments I got like one time I did uh, I was in this acting class in New York City and she literally told me that I need to act like a dog for 30 minutes and I went all out and when you do things that scare you in front of people and you're forced to do it it gives you a kind of freedom that I really literally cannot even explain to you. And this girl took this acting class that I told her to take and she texted me and she was like, bro, this is like changing my life. And I told her it changed my life. It really opened me up to not have fear because you're scared on stage because you have fear that these people think you're stupid or you're not smart or what you're saying isn't important or they're yawning or they're bored or whatever, right? But as soon as you do something and you get out of your shell, like taking an acting class and doing something that scares you, like when I had to act like a dog, like a legit dog in front of 12 strangers, there's nowhere to run. You just have to go all in. And when you go all in and, and you don't care about what these people think about you, it, literally, I'm telling you, it, it's an emotion and a feeling that I, you can only get from pushing yourself into the hell hole of fear, really. And so it just made me better in front of people. And so I say, wherever you are in your life, look, you know, you know, at into classes or something that's going to give you that thing that's going to make you jump. Okay. Because there's nothing there's listen, when you're up there, these people are looking at you and they're thinking to themselves, I'm glad I'm not up there. You just got to remember that everybody is scared of it. Okay. But you taking it into your hands and being like, you know what? F this. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to be a badass. I'm going to go into this like a star. And trust me, things will happen. Magical things will happen. How do you get started on your dream career when you have no experience? My answer to that is you just get started. Literally, you just have to jump in and you just have to go, okay? Because 
you're already competing with so many people that are probably, you know, doing your dream career. And you sitting there and saying, oh, well, I have no experience, you know, how am I going to do this, blah, blah, blah. It's not going to get you anywhere. So my advice to you would be to just jump in, jump into anything that has to do with your dream career and do it and just start start climbing up to the top. Even if you feel like, oh, my time has passed, like I'm older now, blah, blah. Listen, if it's your dream career, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter if you don't have experience. It matters if you're passionate and you're willing to learn and you're willing to do whatever it takes to get to where you want to go, okay? There are people, there's actors that start when they're like 40 years old, you know? And they have no experience, but they go because they feel it in their hearts. So I say, even if you have no experience, just dive in and, you know, research the crap out of it. Like there's just so many tools now you know, including the internet that will blow your mind and get you, uh, you know, answers and places that you never thought that you could. So I say just do your research and jump in. Was that good? Good. Okay, here's a very specific question. It says, as an actor, do you find that New York City has more opportunities for you than LA? No, because it depends. If Are you a, a theater actor? Or are you doing Broadway? Because if you're doing theater and Broadway, musical theater, you should definitely be in New York City, okay? There are many shows and many hosting gigs and everything that happen in New York City if you look at the list of New York uh, shows that are shot in New York City it's insane uh but you know at the end of the day yeah LA does have more this first of all have you seen Los Angeles it's mother effing huge okay and everybody's here all the studios are here so yes I would say that there are more opportunities in LA than New York but there are certainly many opportunities in New York Second question is, do you ever turn down auditions if it's a character based on an Asian stereotype? She says, because as a Latina, I hate playing stereotypes. Okay. Uh, If I get an audition for a stereotypical character, I have to see what she's doing and what she's saying in context to the entire, you know, aside I get. Sides are audition pieces. So, like, I have to see what that character is doing and why I'm playing the stereotypical character compared to what the story is and what the scene looks like. If I'm playing a character that is really necessary to the scene and everything like that, and I really think that it's an integral role to make the scene work, then I will do it. So it has to really be the context and the detailing of what this character and what are they doing and why are they being represented in the scene. If you could, what is some advice you would give to yourself when you were in high school? I would say, listen, girl, I know things are really hard right now. I know there are bullies. I know there are people that don't make you feel good. I know that you're going through a lot. I know that you can't break 1300 on the SATs. But listen, later on in your life, you're going to learn so much and meet so many people and you're going to be dope. That's what I would tell myself is like, don't stress about all the things that you're going through. It's all really necessary. Like I went through a lot of things, you know, internally within myself growing up. And I always was scared that I would never be like a strong human woman. And I definitely am a strong, confident woman, you know, with obviously insecurities and all this stuff. But uh, I would tell my younger self, like, don't be scared of the future. Like, you're really going to become someone that you're really going to respect and love. That's what I would say. And I hope that many of you feel that same way about yourselves. And having confidence to say that you're a cool person is, is the best. And it took me a really long time to get here. All right. So for all of those you guys in high school and you're afraid of like all this stuff, don't worry, man. Life is going to teach you many things in your 20s and it's going to be a very interesting time.
Does it ever bring you down if you don't make headway on your dreams right away? Do you lose hope sometimes? Yes. Oh my God. There are, are many times where I'm like, I should just give up. I should just pack up my bags and leave. There are many times where I see everyone else around me killing the game and I'm not getting to where I want faster. There, it's always going to be like that. You know, that's, that's, that's human nature. We're never going to be satisfied. We always want the next big thing, blah, blah, blah. But uh, I have many dreams and I have not. My friend Daniel says to me, he goes, you've done a lot, but I feel like you haven't even scratched the surface yet. He's like, I feel like your time is really coming to really make a move on the industry. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, this journey, getting to that place where you feel like your dreams are really happening is, it's a hard journey and it's not easy. And I do lose hope a lot because it's such an industry and a dream that's so out of your hands. Like, for example, if I, if my dream was to build my own house, I know the steps that I need to do to build that house. You know, I, because it's all on me, you know, because I can make the money, I can get the tools, I can get the wood, I can get all these things to make the house, right? But in this industry, where so much of your dreams are in other people's hands, it's easy to lose hope, it's easy to get frustrated, it's easy to just pack up and leave, it's easy to say, fuck this, I don't want to do this anymore. But what's not easy is staying in it, you know, and I think that there are many lessons that I'm learning along the way, you know, towards all my dreams, but it's not easy. And I think that you have to remember that in anything that you want to pursue, it's going to be hard and there are going to be a lot of um, trials, you know, and a lot of things that you have to face, face on. And it's not going to be pretty, but the question is, are you going to hang on and survive? And the answer to that is, hell yeah. All right, I got this question from a mom and it's very interesting she says my daughter's in school now for sound engineering and dreams to work in the k-pop industry when she graduates university she has a great ear for music and she's been involved in music since she was nine years old and k-pop music specifically since 2015 she is looking to move to korea permanently to establish this career and that terrifies me but i want to support her dreams please let us both know what your advice would be oh boy oh boy oh boy oh boy oh boy I think that when people fall in love with K-pop, they just want to be near it, right? So like a lot of people just like pack up and move to Korea. I think what people have to remember, and I think for you as a mom especially, like you have to remember that nothing is as it seems, right? So you can look at the K-pop industry, you could be like, wow, it's amazing. Look at, they're having so much fun. They're all friends and they're laughing and it must be the best time. But what you're seeing on your cameras and on your YouTube channels is not really what's going on. And so I do have people that I know uh, from around where I grew up that are now, you know, working for companies like YG and stuff like that who have made it to the top. But that's not to say that, you know, it's that easy for a lot of people. And I think that she needs to really understand uh, the K-pop industry and really speak to somebody that's in the industry to prepare herself for what's to come because being a woman in Korea is not easy in the workforce. And I don't know what it's like in the entertainment industry, but I would guess that it's not that great. So I think that you guys should both really look into it, speak to people who work in the K-pop industry and have her really understand that just because she loves K-pop music doesn't mean that her experience will be as lovely as what she you know, sees on TV and on her YouTube screen. So 
get advice from people, speak to people who are doing it and see if it's the best route for her. But guys, you know, we all have to remember, you cannot be blinded by the shining lights and the pretty faces and the dance moves and the clothes. And I'm saying this for any, I'm saying this for the American music industry too, you know? There's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes, you know? So protect her as much as you can, but also support her. And if at the end of the day, you guys figure everything out and she still wants to go to Korea, then, oh my God, then send her ass to Korea and let her do her thing. But prepare yourself, especially as a woman, you know? It's scary going anywhere as a woman. I can't even take my the subway at 10 o'clock in New York City because I literally get scared of people because I've had experiences where, like, someone has followed me or, or someone's, like, approached me late on the train. Like, it's scary being a woman in this world. And so I think as a mom, you, you know, you got to protect your little girl as much as possible. So she needs to understand what she's getting herself into before she goes and hops into, you know, that train. Did you have a support system when chasing your dreams? And did you get rejected a lot before making making it into the radio TV business? First of all, I just want to say I don't work for radio. I am a digital host for iHeartRadio, but I have nothing to do with the radio. I do everything for them on a digital platform. So all my interviews uh, you can see on like Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. I do nothing on the radio. So I just want to get that you know, out of the way. I really work in TV and digital and I auditioned for TV and film. Okay. Did I have a support system when I was chasing my dreams? Absolutely. You know, my friends have always been there for me uh, in the beginning of my career when I really didn't have any money and I was always saving. They would always spot me for like cabs. They would get me some dinner sometimes. So, and uh, my parents were always really great, honestly, like really. And, and there's a question about what my parents thought about me pursuing my dreams, but uh, I think having a support system around you, and I'm not talking about having yes people around you that just tell you, oh yeah, you're good, or yeah, you're killing it, or yeah, that looks really good on you. You need to have seriously real people around you. My friends are some of the realest bitches on the block, and my boyfriend is the realest mother effer on the block. He will tell me exactly what he thinks, and that has helped me and humbled me, and it is just the best, okay? So without my friends and my family I and my boyfriend, I really... I don't know how long I would have lasted, to be honest. I get rejected every day. I do auditions constantly. I get rejected all the time, but I also book. So you need to understand that there's going to be more rejections than yeses in, you know, your life in this industry. But when you do book, it makes all those no's feel like they were nothing. If you could change three things about your life, what would they be? Number one, I would love a digestive system that digests food better. I've had stomach problems since I was little, 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 and they just just keep getting worse. And I just have a, I just, I'm always in pain. So I would definitely just change up my stomach system. Uh, I think that I would change, uh, you know, I'm really, I'm really, 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 intuitive and I am really sensitive to energies and I'm really sensitive to a lot of things and I wish that I wasn't I wish I was more I was less sensitive and I was more like yeah go with the flow yeah this yeah you know I wish I was like that and then the third thing would be I I used to have willpower like insane willpower like when I used to go on like a, 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 a diet or like whatever I would stick with it and now in my life my willpower literally has gone out the door and so now you know I, I miss it I really miss my willpower my mother has insane willpower if you tell my mother to eat a salad three times a day for three months she will do it and never cheat me? Hell no. I tried to juice, you know, when juicing was a huge thing. I tried to juice for three days. 
Bitch, I couldn't even make it to the second day, okay? I was dying on day one. I was like, oh my God, I just want a banana. I want a sandwich. I want to eat. Like, I just have zero willpower. So I definitely would, would want willpower again in my life. Oh my God. Okay, I literally couldn't even finish this without getting heated. Okay, this girl wrote, I'm currently in a long-distance relationship with someone who's amazing but doesn't really support my career fully. He already made his and I'm just starting mine. I've been offered a really good job but my boyfriend told me if I can earn more than him, I can accept it. Is it selfish of me to want more of my career than my relationship? Should I ex- accept that I found someone good? Holy shit, girl. First of all, first of all, all right? You say your boyfriend's amazing but doesn't fully support your career. And he says to only go for it if you will earn more than him. Are you effing kidding me? This girl, okay, ugh. Boo, listen to me and listen to me very carefully. You need to dump his sorry ass. First of all, he's certainly and definitely insecure about the fact that you want to go for a career and that you're a career woman and that you want to do things that maybe make more money than him. He's insecure as F. Secondly, I'm never a person who says you should pick your career over over your relationship. No, I think you can do both, right? But you need to have a boyfriend and a partner that supports you no matter what, okay? The fact that he's giving you these like ultimatums or making you choose is bullshit. And if I were you, I would dump his sorry ass as fast as I can. And you're in a long distance relationship, girl, you don't need this. You do not need this from him. There should be nobody in your life, nobody in your life that doesn't let you do the things that you want to do. Nobody. And if there is someone in your life that doesn't let you do the things that you want to do, you go up to that person and be like, I'm done with you. A goodbye. So I'm going to tell you this. You need to do the things that you want for yourself. Okay. You should not accept him for who he is and just be like, oh, I found a good guy. So I should stay with him. No, this is someone who's not letting you live the life that you want to live for yourself. So uh, screw him. Okay, girl, you better be DMing me in a few days after this podcast comes out and say and tell me that you did that because This guy is a loser and you need to dump it real fast, okay? How can someone step out of their comfort zone and be more confident? You just got to do things that scare the crap out of you. That's what you got to do. You got to do things. You got to take that class, whatever class it may be. I don't care if it's a public speaking class. I don't care if it's an acting class. I don't care anything. You got to step out of your comfort zone and do things that scare you because that is literally the only thing that will make you change, okay? There's like people that just never leave their bubble. They stay in their bubble. They never leave it because they're scared, right? And it's the craziest thing to me because it's like, why do you want to stay in your comfort zone? Like, I don't like staying in my comfort zone. I want to be challenged. I want to gain more experience. I want to be scared more. I want to F up more. And I think when you get into that mindset of, of, of wanting to break free out of your comfort zone, things will start happening to you. So plant that in your mind and keep telling yourself to challenge yourself. Like beat down those walls, yo. Damn, man, I'm so good with these advice. Oh my God, I'm so good with advice. Oh my God. This is a question that I get asked a lot actually. And the question is, what did your parents say when you told them that you were quitting your job to become a host and an actor? So my mom figured it out pretty fast because she would call me and I would pick up during the day and she's like, aren't you at work? And I'm like, oh, (laughs) and I think uh, I told my brother and my brother eventually told her. So she found out really quick that I quit my job to like pursue hosting and acting. And she was always very supportive of it. She's like, as long as you can feed yourself and pay your bills, I'm fine. Then my dad found out around like maybe five months after and he was like, what are you doing? And I said, dad, like I have dreams. Like I really want to be a host. I want to be killing the hosting game. I want to be an actor. I want to be acting in TV and films. And I want to be doing all that stuff. And he, more than angry, he was sad. Like he told me, he's like, Ellie, 
99.9% of people who go into this industry fail. And he's like, why do you think that you can succeed in this? He's like, I don't want you to be in an industry where you're constantly failing. And what if you don't make it? And I literally looked at my dad. I said, I have zero plans of not making it. I have just plans of killing the game. And I was like, let me just show you. And when I started getting on TV and when I started doing my thing on television and my dad would watch, he realized like, oh man, she's not playing the game. And I think he started to see that I have talent and skills and that's when they started fully supporting me. And now when my dad calls me, he just asked me, are you happy? He's like, Ellie, don't worry so much. Don't stress out so much. He's like, you've done a lot of stuff and you're still working. Don't worry. I'm like, I love you, dad. Thank you. But um, yeah, my parents have been really, 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 really great. (laughs) Okay, here's an interesting question. How do you stay motivated when you're transitioning between careers? Okay, I would only stay motivated if my transition from my old job to this new job is exciting. Like if this new job is the job that I've been dreaming of, it's the job that I've been wanting to do for a while, then I would be motivated as hell. But if, if you're going from, you know, job sucky to to job probably even more sucky then it's hard to stay motivated so I would say motivation comes from your insides your motivation comes from passion your motivation comes from your ambition you need to really you know look back track you know take some steps back and be like okay what's going on here you know why am I not feeling why am I not feeling motivated you know and 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 start pinpointing that out and then get to a solution because girl life is short life is short (laughs) Well, that's all the questions that I decided to choose for this episode. I hope you guys learned a lot. If I said anything that, you know, you stuck with you, bless. If I didn't say anything, well, sorry. Okay. Um, thank you guys again so much for support- supporting this podcast. You know, I thank you guys again so much for supporting this podcast. You know, I want to do these special kinds of episodes every, you know, so often. And I, I, again, I'm, you know, I'm chipping away at the podcast. I'm learning. I'm learning a lot. And there's a lot that I want to do. And there's a lot of people that I want to interview. And it's going to get better and better. So please stick with me. Thank you all again. Uh, Please follow me on Instagram at ellielee.tv. And uh, let me know what you guys thought about this episode. Or leave a review on your podcast place. Whether it be Apple, Spotify, wherever. Leave a review. Subscribe and rate. It really helps me out. I love you guys. I heart you all. Again, if I can hug you, I would. Uh, Till next time, I will see you guys later. Remember, please be kind to animals and to other people.